0: Sharkbaggerly! Shack
1: Sharkbaggerly! Shark Shark Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Sharkbaggerly with me Katie Johnson and my good friend Howard Middleton from the Great British Bake Off. Other things with the number 15 pounds of hydrogen in the average human body people per square kilometre in Finland and babies in the biggest recorded litter of a ferret. It's fair to say, most weeks, Howard's mum is mentioned, and this episode is no exception, especially as she's had a problem.
0: She's had problems with her flooring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she had a leak last year, <laughs> and it... Uh, <laughs> hang
1: on, hang what, on. She did <laughs> it's us girls of a certain age when you mention flooring and leaks, <laughs> Howard, I'm afraid that's post-menopausal no
0: <laughs> there was a leak in the bathroom the toilet system uh, kind of broke water was pouring through from the toilet upstairs into the kitchen absolute water all over the place and you can just imagine what i'm like i try to be coordinated and organized and what have you <laughs> no, not great so anyway they came to fit new floor in, in the kitchen And in the bathroom. And as they did the bathroom, I said, Can we use, you know, can we use the loo yet? And uh, my mum said, Yeah, 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 it's fine. So I said, Yeah, but you've no door. So they'd taken the bathroom door off. So she said, Oh, I "I wouldn't have noticed. And she said, What have they done with with, with my bathroom door? So I said, They've put it on eBay and had three, three inquiries already. And she thought this was hilarious. So she proceeded to tell the guys. And you've never seen, you know, like when you get tumbleweed, and it's like an absolute no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, my son's just said you put my bedroom door, uh, bathroom door on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I've three bits already
1: We put a post up on Shat Bagley podcast on Instagram and asking where folk are listening to us and whereabouts in the world. And uh, Kim's been in touch. She said, I'm listening while folding laundry or during the morning hours when Mr. Oliver P. Bottomsley is asleep. That's our bulldog. The um, the ladies in America. And then Jacqueline listens while she's working all the way um, in Texas. Oh. Isn't that
0: fabulous? But, on, but she only works for 15 minutes, does she? Because she's not. <laughs> she's got, got a very demanding job, I should. <laughs> I can understand, understand folding sheets. That, I, that would take me about, yeah. <laughs> about 15 minutes. <laughs> I've been buying again. So you set me off on Zena Skinner. Did you say you'd got a copy of one of her books?
1: Yeah, I've got the hundred more town and around recipes.
0: Got Town and Around recipes. You've obviously got the sequel. The more oh, wonderful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How much did it rush you?
0: Was it three ninety nine oh, or mine was three ninety nine. Like it says it's in really good condition, apart from the fact that somebody's written some measurements in it at some point but that actually makes it quite nice i think yeah when people have used them well i I was already into Zena skinner to be perfectly honest i do remember her from the sort of late 1960s and 70s but yes i didn't have any of her cookery books although recalling now we did have a set of her cookery cards i think you would mentioned her cookery cards before
1: yes yeah
0: Somebody's somebody's selling them for a fortune.
1: I saw that as well. Yeah, we talked about cookery. I can't remember which one it was, but there were some incredible ones. It was something Hungarian or Russian, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's right. They had a sort of uh, international theme. And then when I looked, I remembered the uh, soufflé omelette. I thought, oh, we had that, and and there's another one with a, a sort of orange that is stuffed with sorbet. I I remember we had that, but I think this person on on the internet selling for about twenty quid each.
1: A mm, lot, no, isn't it? not
0: pay that. I must ask my mum actually if she's uh, if she's still got them. I'm sure she won't have, but um, stuffed yeah. chicken legs. Stuffed chicken legs. Have you got that? <laughs> It's not an ailment, is it? It's a
1: dreadful condition. (laughs) There's nothing they can do. Um yeah, it was stuffed oh. chicken legs, which was from Herzina Skinner, International Cookery Cards. And it was indeed yeah. Russia. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Don't
0: I you remember? They were originally re- released with, if I'm not mistaken, with bon tea or something like yeah, that. That's so right. Again, I think you, you sort of collected them, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the one if you remember, was the chicken had to be previously scolded. So you had to tell the chicken off before you did anything <laughs> with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do like i do like her style of writing so i've I've invested in town and around recipes which didn't make any sense to me whatsoever because it's not to begin with as a title i'm thinking out you wouldn't get a, away with that as a cookery book and then i've discovered that town and around was actually a tv program mm. so it was a bit like one of these kind of regional news programs i think for the london area yes uh, and then it um got changed to something else but yeah they, she's got some uh, what I particularly like about this is the fact that this is published in 1965 and reading through it there are several things that I fancy doing oh. which is yeah is, is quite unusual I think for mm. uh, for old cookie books isn't it
1: what have you gone for then
0: savoury batter bake so <laughs> we've had this this conversation before about, about cheese and apples and things like that. But she says, here's a change from toad in the hole using the same batter mixture, a dish for those who cannot eat meat. Um, and yes, yeah, so she uh, she basically makes the batter, heat the butter in a large dish, put the cheese cubes and apple rings. This is a cooking apple that's been peeled and cut into rings. And uh, she bakes it for about 35 to 45 minutes. And now I think, do you know, I think that sounds quite mm. tasty. Yeah. A sort of Yorkshire pudding with cheese and apples in
1: mm. it. Well, did I say that Dad had plums in his Yorkshire pudding? You did he? Yeah, so instead of toad in the hole, my dad had, um, it was plums and, yeah, just plums in a Yorkshire pudding. With sugar, yeah. it, was a, it was a pudding. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, quite a
0: few people have uh, in the past, kind of served a yotch pudding with a bit of golden syrup on, her or something like that, as as a bit of a pudding. But it made me think about yotch pudding recipes because she's got four ounces of plain flour and egg, half a pint of milk or milk milk and water, and a pinch of salt. And she she mixes it as you do quite often with a batter and leaves it to stand. Mm -hmm. so that the the flour begins to absorb some of the liquid. Moving across, then, (laughs) to Elizabeth Craig's recipe for Yorkshire pudding. She's got three heaped tablespoons of flour, one egg, half a gill of milk. I have no idea what half a gill is. Do you?
1: Oh, gosh, that's going back a bit, isn't it? (laughs) I'll have have a look. Half a gill. Have a look what half a
0: gill is. But in typical Elizabeth Craig style, she she mixes it up until it's the consistency of thick cream, beats it well, and leaves it for one and a half hours. So you've got to plan ahead, haven't you, if you want a New Yorkshire pudding with, with <laughs> Elizabeth Craig? She just loved leaving stuff to stand for a fortnight or
1: so. Maybe she's just a busy woman. Maybe she puts the Yorkshire pudding on and maybe goes and does an errand or maybe goes out. for
0: a drink, <laughs> which is <laughs> <laughs> next a bottle or two. But because um, obviously, being from Yorkshire, my mum obviously made Yorkshire pudding when I, when I was little. And uh, I've made Yorkshire pudding many, many times. But my go-to recipe for Yorkshire pudding is one that is actually... Well it's in Nigella Lawson's first book, which is now going back kind of twenty odd years, so mm. it five minutes ago. But uh, she says in there, I always use Jane Grigson's English food for the Chinese Yorkshire pudding recipe. Chinese. So and it's yes, and it's interesting. The story is that when a big competition was held in Leeds for the best Yorkshire pudding, <laughs> the winners it was a Chinese cook called Tin Sung Yang for years it was held to have a mystery ingredient which he said was Thai sauce and then uh, they found out that he was just pulling people's legs it's not, not got anything unusual in it at all <laughs> other than quite a few more eggs than you would normally put in a york pudding yeah. so where, whereas we've got Zena and Elizabeth putting one egg I think there's, there's four eggs in this obviously it's a a, a larger quantity. But the other interesting thing is that you mix the eggs with the milk to begin with and then add the flour to it, mm-hmm. whereas normally traditionally you put a well in your in your not literally think a well in your flour <laughs> but um, a little <laughs> a little uh, dimple in your flour and pour your liquid into that. But yes, and it uh, it is a magnificent Yorkshire pudding, I have to say.
1: I'm just looking because they used to say, didn't they, that the secret to a good Yorkshire pudding is is the heating of the fat. That's the, it.
0: It is. It is one of the things. Definitely, mm. it's got to be absolutely hot. Yeah. Um, we used to struggle, I remember because um, some recipes, I think, tell you to try and heat the the. Uh, the container if you're doing it in a big tin or whatever or even if you're individual ones heat that on your hob to begin with before you put it in the oven which seems incredibly dangerous it does, Doesn't to it? to be to be trying to do that yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, i'm just saying here it's saying that um, switching up your egg quantities can make a huge difference using one extra egg white for instance will make your yorkshire's extra tall you're gonna have to hang your head in shame now mr middleton Because half a gill of milk, half of a gill is a jack, or an eighth of a pint. And in northern England, a quarter pint can also be called a jack or a noggin. So, you should have known (laughs) all this. You're
0: you're making the things up again, (laughs) aren't you?
1: (laughs) Rather than a gill, and in some areas a half pint could be called a gill, particularly for beer and milk. And historically, a standard spirit measure in Ireland was historically a quarter of a gill. So half of a gill is an eighth of a pint, but half a pint could be called a gill.
0: It's making me panic a bit now. Do you know like when you used to get those things, those tests at school, When they'd say, if a car sets off in a north northern direction and (laughs) drives three miles, you know, how many miles will it take for it to fill a bath? And it's like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with that. Do you
1: know what I do? I just answer with the same answer. And one of these days, it'll be right. I'll just go half past two. I was hopeless. Remember you used to do, um, what do they used to call it? Multiple choice, was it, at school? And they gave you options. That was the worst thing for me. It, that really Was threw it? me at school yes so in the end yeah. i just thought well anything that says half oh, past two and i have kept with that for life
0: <laughs> it's oh, it stood you in good stead hasn't it it has
1: yeah. it has um a gill a courtant or a noggin
0: my uncle walt might have referred to a noggin uh sometimes noggins we, were referred to as the ha- kind of top of your head or something like yeah. that You your noggin mm. Um, Or else a small kind of chunk of something, like a noggin of bread or a a noggin of cheese or something. And of course, there was Noggin the Nog, uh, wasn't there? (laughs) (laughs) Children's TV series in the 1960s or, or 70s about Viking. I used to love that.
1: Me too. Noggin is also a protein that's involved in the development of many body tissues, including nerve tissue, muscles and bones. But oh. I thought, I, like you, I thought a noggin was a person's head. It is, hang yeah. on, a noggin's a person's head, also a small mug or cup. So would you oh, like a noggin of tea?
0: A noggin of, uh, oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, like a noggin of ale or something. That sounds nice.
1: And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, and this is what we started with, a small quantity, brackets such as a gill, close brackets, of drink. So yeah. Oh. Oh, good Lord. A Um, noggin in carpentry is a strut used to give rigidity to a framework. Uh.
0: Do you know, that reminds me, I I don't know if I should confess this or not, because it just, it just sound as if the kind of education system in the 1970s in Sheffield might have been corrupt. But, um, but yeah, I, I did my O-level woodwork just thinking about carpentry and, um, I'd actually won a furniture design competition the year before. And they said, oh, as a result of that, you ought to uh, come along and do your O-level woodwork. And I was rubbish at it. And so basically, I think I was the only one sitting uh, at this particular time, O-level woodwork. And, um, and the teacher helped me in the exam. Yes, I know. My sister always says, when I say I got all level woodwork, she says, "No, you didn't." She said the teacher got it a second time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many screws do you need for a noggin? How many what? Oh, screws. screws. We're back to carpentry. How many screws do you need oh, for a noggin?
0: Uh, three screws.
1: Very close. Four. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. So what? Do, what? Do, what did we put? Are we fixing this noggin with screws off?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how far should you space noggins? Now, you see, it says about 450 oh. millimetres, but all I'm thinking of now... Do you remember the Moomins?
0: Oh, yes.
1: Well, yeah. you could have the space noggins, couldn't you? We've, yeah. We've just created the... a brand-new children's programme. The <laughs> space noggins.
0: Like, the, like was the, was the, the Moomins had the Snort Maiden, didn't they? Is that what... Uh... Are you
1: thinking of the Clangers? No, the no, the Clangers. Whatever. I oh, no, I love the Moomins. No, I think.
0: Oh, no, I love the Moomins. I've got a Moomin tea towel. Have you? It's, uh,
1: yeah. I had um, a friend of mine who I used to work on the, the radio with years ago. He got in touch with um, an email that an ex-listener used to listen got in touch with him, and he said, "Do you ever see anything of Katie?" And uh, he sent me the email, and it said, well, if you ever catch up with her, please tell her I've still got one of her tea towels. And uh, there was something I used to give away on an afternoon programme years ago, and it was the KT towel, as in
0: Uh, tea towel, KT towel.
1: And she's still got this thing, and there's a picture of me with a cow on. Oh,
0: i I mm. they are available on eBay or anywhere like that. I have you have you searched for them? No,
1: I don't know. <laughs> no, it might be embarrassing. They might be trying to give them away. <laughs> so yeah, the space Noggin, I like that. Noggin? Yeah,
0: Noggin the nog. He was he was nogging. I think he was king of the nogs, and they were they sort of lived in Scandinavia. And, uh, oh, I just loved that program. Here you go. First
1: yeah. episode at date, 1959, children's series about the adventures of the kindly king of the Northmen. You could be Noggin' the Nog. Why am I? The
0: kindly king or queen or something?
1: No, you're a kindly, I don't know, what was it called? The kindly kindly king of the Northmen. Well, you're from yeah. Yorkshire, you're kindly. Oh, I see, yes. yeah. It was that was a compliment. <laughs> what would I be then? If you were Noggin', what would I going to be?
0: I, th- I could see you because I think his, I think Noggin's wife had a sort of uh, kind of Eskimo outfit, something like that. I could see you in that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yes, Noggin's married Nuka of the Nooks. Yes, she was an Inuit. You know,
0: sort of with a fur hood type thing. I she think, was an Inuit
1: yeah. princess.
0: That's nice for you. You could do Inuit princess.
1: <laughs> I'm not very good in the cold, age. I like to be warm.
0: You've got a big hood on, you'll be alright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like to be warm. The snork maiden was indeed in the Moomins, a member of the species known as snorks, and as for space noggin, oh I'd got myself confused with a soup dragon from the clangers, hadn't I? Regards my tea towel, I'll root it out and pop a picture up on our Instagram and Facebook pages so you can have a look. Thank you for listening. Have a good week, and see you next time. What was that? Don't want a bathroom door? No, I'm alright, thank you